Mercedes may have not come super hard with delivery, but damn, the safety car is fire. Oh, bro, come on, bro. It's a safety car. Bro, you really going to bring this about Mercedes coming with a fire safety car, bro? Like, really? Don't even hate. It looks so good. It does, but I mean, how, like, you're going to make a big deal about the racing and then actually just a safety car? Bro, I saw that. The safety, safety car, car is is their normal car with a with a wing on it with lights on it. Come on, bro. This has nothing to do with the racing car, bro. bro Come it on. looks fresh. The red and the it black. It looks great. Listen, it's car, better than the Aston. The car looks great, but I'm saying, come on, don't link them. Don't link the two with the livery in this. And if you know what, if their car looked as good as their safety car, we wouldn't have roasted Mercedes for a good ten minutes on their shitty ass. Or sorry, not shitty, but lack of effort livery or skin. I gotta say, <laughs> it's a damn. Good looking car. Yeah, it's a nice looking safety car. I mean, too bad I can't say the same about their F1 car. What do you think about the Aston Martin safety car? Oh, it's boring as shit. It's like Mercedes F1 car. Yeah, the Aston Martin. It's kind of like their, their own F1 car. Aston Martin. I don't know, bro. I, there's okay. Let's talk about Aston Martin. This is kind of off topic. We didn't have ha- we didn't have this plan at all. I mean, we barely plan our shows. If anybody knows, we just have a couple of topics and we let it fly. We, we, let's we let, let it fly. Let, let's keep it what it what it is. Has Aston Martin done anything to actually build a fan base other than being Aston Martin? Because like when we think about Red Bull, they're like this cool brand that does a bunch of innovative stuff. When you think about Mercedes, it's a winning brand. They do a lot of YouTube videos to keep you intact. When you think of McLaren, they're kind of a little bit of a younger brand. They, their social media team's a little bit more memeing, all that stuff. So like what has Aston Martin done? This is a question I have. Is Aston Martin falling apart not falling apart, but is the brand getting watered down? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, bro. They haven't done anything. They're any fa- like, why are you an Aston Martin fan? Like, realistically, like, Aston Martin has a prestigious history in in just in the auto industry. It's the iconic James Bond it's car. It's the British like, car. You know, people love it. Uh, yeah, British, and it's like I feel like the brand is getting further and further apart from the next generation. So I agree with you, but my whole thing is, what has it done? What have their, what does their F1 team actually do to build fans? But that's the thing. is like now this added, you know, this was the whole point of coming into F1. I don't know. I, I think that the leadership is not, is too far, too far disconnected they also from have where they like, need to be. They also have the coolest guy to market around, like Sebastian Vettel. Like, he sticks up for every cause. Like, you guys can market so much around Seb. Seb is so funny. Like, Seb is a golden marketing machine. Does like Seb want to be marketed? He's not on socials. Maybe it's not, like... He mm. could be marketed through a team, though. That's part of his team obligations, right? But it's my whole thing. is like, why not just post a bunch of funny stuff about Seb? Tell me who doesn't like Seb in, in, in F1. Yeah, like, you do use Seb like McLaren uses Danny Rick. Yeah, like, let, let's put it this way. Like, I know... Lance Stroll, I don't think he got many fans, but... Bro, I seen Lance Stroll post his new puppy today. <laughs> well, you, aren't you happy? You're a fan of his. <laughs> oh, but seriously, and all jokes aside, it's like, you guys have Sebastian Vettel, and you guys don't even use that to your advantage. Like, I don't know, bro. Like, we'll, we'll leave it at that, but my whole thing is, I don't know what Aston Martin's doing to bring fans into Aston Martin. Because Aston's got the most pressure on the track, because bro. Because if, if I'm going to... Like, if I'm not British, why am I attaching myself to Aston Martin rather than Ferrari? I mean, that's my point. It's like, even the safety car doesn't look cool. Like, I don't know. But it's not even that. Would you buy an Aston Martin? No, I would not. But here's the thing. If you could pick one car brand, which one are you buying? I'm going Mercedes, bro. Over Ferrari? Yeah. You're smoking crack. And you know what? Actually, no. 
I'm going Porsche. But Porsche is not on the grid yet. I know it is, but you said what car am I buying? No, I meant on the grid. On the grid? Oh, for sure, I'm going Mercedes, bro. Bro, you're gonna compare like a a Ferrari four five eight with a with like an AMG. I'm gonna be honest with you. I would go McLaren if I'm going supercar. I'm going McLaren first. I don't. I I, I personally don't like Ferrari. Okay, but are you go? The point is, is nobody's going Aston Martin. Yeah, we ain't going Aston, bro. Yeah, I, I would never. I would go. I'm first going Ferrari. Then McLaren. You're going, McC- you're going Ferrari over McLaren? You like Ferrari, eh? Ferrari, bro. Ferrari have V12s, bro. What are we talking about? What are we doing here? I, I, I'm not, I'm not choosing my car because I don't know the differences in performance at that level. I just like the McLaren look better. The than McLaren the car look, look looks like a little small spaceship. The Ferraris look like animals. Ferraris, yeah. See, for me, I think the Ferraris don't look good. Yeah, I mean, but it's personal yeah, preference. But yeah, we're not going Aston. It's. Ferrari, McLaren, Mercedes, then Aston Martin. You're not going Alfa Romeo. <laughs> oh, man. No, not over an Aston Martin. No, I'd be crazy to do that. Or Alphine. But I'm just saying to you, like, I, I, don't, I don't think Aston Martin has that appeal here. So I think they're they losing doing? their, like, Lux brand. When you put Lance Stroll behind it, yeah, you probably are. Facts. And um, when you put Lawrence Stroll, that's a robot in his press conference. But anyways, I don't want to give Aston Martin any more airtime. Let's talk about the funniest topic of the day. We won't keep it too heavy-hearted. Yuki Sonoda hates the gym. Bro, what what I mean, do you I'm think not about surprised. that? Bro, come on. No, stop, stop. We see the grueling workouts Yo, that bro. Max Verstappen. Actually, it makes sense. Bro. When you see what Max Verstappen does and Checo, <laughs> I would hate the gym too, but he's like, I hate the smell of the gym. I hate the look of the gym. Bro, Yuki, I feel, would be a funny guy to be around. I'm telling you, bro. You, you better get on the Yuki train, Yuki bro. Yuki is kind of like stocky. Oh, bro. He hates the gym, though. That's funny. He's kind of stocky. How tall is Yuki? Is he 5'3"? Does anyone have the... what? How, how I think Yuki Sonoda's 5'3 or 5'2". Yuki Sonoda. I feel like Yuki... Maybe that's... I, I feel like I could have an incredible night at home making some dinner and just him smashing beers. Yo, but you just think about this. Maybe that's why Yuki's good at... Part of his good at driving too because his car's a little bit shorter. Actually, no. It can't be shorter. I'm smoking. Cars have regulations. Bro, I just Googled it. Formula1.com. And I mean, not to say that Formula1 is accredited because they get their own shit wrong. Yeah. Five foot two. Yeah, he's short. But anyways, what do you think? How how high do you think? You think Yugi jumps up to get the bars or he steps up? Yo, stop, Chin up bars. Stop, bro. Stop. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Yo. Yeah, so Yuki Sonoda, five foot two, shortest driver on the grid. And they had to adjust his car so he can race in it comfortably. Yeah. So it's interesting. Um, but yeah, hating the gym as F1 driver. That's a funny thing I saw today. So yeah, but I, mean, you know what? I mean, I don't like the smell of the gym. It's yeah, but he says he hates everything about the gym. Yo, the gym's hard, bro. Yeah, but I don't hate the gym. Yeah, I don't hate it. Okay, next topic. I, I got uh, Hold on. I just want to throw this in there. <laughs> I said, a, little, a little trivia for you. And I'm sure you know the answer. Which Probably. F1 team on the grid has a whole new driver lineup this year? It's only one team. Alfa Romeo. Wow. See, I mean, I know, I knew you knew, but it's How, quick thinking. That's very easy. Yeah. Um, their new pairing is going very well, apparently. Two nice guys. Fucking Valtteri Bottas. Next topic. Bro, Al- Alfa Romeo hit us up, bro. Yeah. You know what? Shout out to Alfa Romeo. I just don't like Valtteri Bottas, but <laughs> I, I, I think Alfa Romeo car looks good. It does. Did you see that video they that F one post no. say with the camera going into it? No, really cool. No, Anyways. actually, I did see it. You're right. I did really see. Cool. It. I did see it. You first start with the steering wheel, right? Yeah, yeah, I saw it. Um, so I know we've talked about this before, but 
I just need to put it on wax because we're basically 10 days out. Um, I think it was WTF1 posted the best driver lineup. Ferrari, Mercedes, and Red Bull. What are you going? Order. Like, does Max outweigh Ferrari's guys because he's, like, number two and signs? Like, honestly, this is how I'm going. Mercedes, Ferrari, Red Bull. See, I'm going that, too, but it's like... I think Ferrari's better balanced than but, Red Bull. But, but does Max Verstappen outweigh both of those guys? No, because those guys are both top-tier drivers. But, like, how far do you put Checo? Like, there's levels to it, right? Like, so if Max and Lewis is on their own level, and then it's, like, Charles, George, Lando, Sainz, and then it's, like, Danny, Rick, and... Checo is one under that. Yeah, Danny, Rick, and Checo... But it's like Max is on a different so tier. So maybe they're both like, like 91. But that's what I'm saying to you. Is like, so do you balance that out? Like, it's a hard call. And I know I tweeted Merck, Rari, and the Bulls. But I don't know if I can disrespect Max Verstappen like that. Max is incredible. We, we've given he's him, a, he's we a, gave <laughs> him his flowers in this pod. The best qualifying, best racer probably today on the track. Yeah, but here's my thing. I wouldn't say racer. Best quali- qualifying racer, if that's what you're saying, yes. But, like, do you think Charles and, and Sainz outweigh Max? Because, listen, Max. That's so hard. Yeah, that's just, it's a hard question because Max gets you wins. And, and he, bro, he literally either finished first or second the whole year. I know, it's the next uh, level. And then he obviously Uh. hungry when he finished ninth. That's not his fault. He had half a car of body work. And obviously he didn't DNF. So it's like, I might have to change my Twitter answer because it's like, I don't know, man. Yeah, is there enough? Is the the balance of Ferrari enough to outweigh Max? Because really that's what it is. Because I don't think Checo and Sainz are that far. Like if Checo's like an 85, Sainz is like an 89 or 90. Like, it's not that far, but, like, Max Verstappen's, like, a 98, while those guys are, like, 91, 92. So, so we might have to retract here. I don't know. Like, there's no right or wrong answer, but, like, think about it. If Max is, like, a 98 and 99, like, they're the best, him and Lewis, and then you got 91s, 92s in Checo, I mean, in Carlos and Charles, and you got, like, an 87, 86 in my boy Checo, like, it balances out, bro. See what I'm saying? Like, it's tough to say. It is tough to say. But it was an interesting post, and it's always a good conversation. So I think I'm still going to go Ferrari because I think Red Bull had the second best car. So I want to see what Charles can do in a, in a very competitive car and Sainz. Because Sainz and Charles haven't raced in the best car yet. So Ferrari's got... This is the year where they're coming with a great car. They've got the driver pairing mm-hmm. that's there. We expect Ferrari to compete this year. Yeah, we expect and Ferrari Charles, to Charles, this is the year for him to really say, okay, am I taking that step? Yeah, I well, I don't think Charles has another step to take other than world championship driver. So I it's mean, a big step to take. he still needs... No, he's a, he's a valid F1 driver. Like, I don't think anybody questions his place on the grid. Do you question Charles' place on the grid? I don't, I don't question it, but he is um, labeled as a superstar. No, not in my opinion. He's, he's, he's in my opinion, labeled as a budding star. So his only step next is, is he a valid superstar, which would mean he's a world championship level driver. So it's like, I mean, he is, I think this year is very important for him to put up results, but I don't think he's going to win a world championship so this year. This is my point where, um, he's branded as that because uh, of course, Ferrari hasn't come out well, and said he, there's a one or two, but he obviously is the future. But of he's branded. But let me tell you this, the man's only won two races in his career. So when I say he needs to take that next step, yeah, but that's what I'm asking you. What's, what's your next step to find as? Because do you think he's actually going to be winning, uh, like, competitive with the world championship? I don't. I think 
and the next step this year is you gotta he's gotta win more than two races. I think also his car was an absolute dud in 2020. 2019 is when he won his races. I mean, is it fair to say the next step is he needs to match his career wins this year? I don't think... I mean, I think he's going to do that anyways, but my whole point is I'm not looking at what Ferrari brands him as. I'm looking at what I've seen so far, and he's a good young talent. So that's why this year he needs to win more races. Exactly. I mean, what happens if he doesn't win a single race, but he hits on the podium 75% he, of listen, the time? Then that's more than... But, th- but that's what I'm saying. What are you defining Charles' success as? Is it the eye test or is it the results? Does he need... If we break down the year in a percentage into percentages. Charles destroyed destroyed Carlos in terms of beating him. He beat him out of 14 hours. Are we going to see him on the podium 40% of the time? Okay, probably. But my whole thing is like, if he beats Carlos all year and he's competitive competitive in the race, like, I don't want to base it off he needs to win. Because if I see Charles fighting Max and Lewis for a championship and he doesn't win a single race this year, then I'm going to be like, okay, it's a step but in the right direction. we have also said that Ferrari will compete like they're not gonna lose i think ferrari's gonna be number two this year but how does he win a lot of races i don't know and i'm that's not the expectation i'm putting on him like do i want to see charles win is it big if he wins yes but race wins don't necessarily mean you're a great driver that's my whole point yeah so then you know you look he's got 13 podiums in his career i think there's a, a fair chance that he gets 13 podiums this i year. think that's very fair too so my whole thing is i mean listen that's based on what we've seen out of one pre-testing week my whole thing is I don't believe in the branding. And, you know, I get how a lot of people do, but, like, he's shown me he's a good young driver. I don't see any more in him than I see in George Russell. I think they're both at the same level. I think Lando Norris has shown more than Charles Leclerc. I have Lando Norris ranked higher than both of them at this moment. Because Lando Norris is in, he's in, the le- he's in a less competitive car because we saw what Danny Rick did with the McLaren and we saw what, what Lando did, right? And then we saw what Charles and Carlos can do, and they're pretty even. So they're so both your top good drivers. Three young drivers: George, Lando, Charles. Well, Max. I'm putting Max. Well, in order, it's Lando, Charles, George. But I think George is right beside them. I think Lando's a little ahead of them. Like, based off of what I've seen so far, like I could be wrong this year when they're all in a competitive car. But what did Lando not show you last year that says he's not a really good young driver? The only thing is maturity. Yeah, and, that and that's my time. whole thing, right? So it's like. I get the whole narrative around Charles, and I'm not saying you're building into the narrative, but it's like Charles hasn't shown me he's a championship driver yet. He's shown me he has the potential to So be. you're saying the next step for Charles is he has to win a championship. No, the next step is to show he can be a championship-level driver. Because I think the expectation for a lot of Ferrari fans is that he's already at that next step, and the next step is to win a championship. What have you seen from Charles to show that he's a championship driver? Nothing yet. So he needs to show me he's in that category where he's hitting the podium regularly, right? So it's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. that's, I don't want us to skip a step. I, I want to make that very clear. It's like, I understand where you're coming from because a lot of the media hypes it up and we, we don't really look at Ferrari too much because they've been bad. But it's like, he hasn't shown me he's a world championship driver yet. So why am I expecting him to take the step to compete for one? I expect him to look like he can compete for one this year. And next year is when it's like, okay, now you can go fight for one. So we've, t- we've talked about how much pressure Red Bull faces this year. Is it the same for Ferrari? Yes. Ferrari needs to show they can compete for a championship this year. And my thing is that if Charles has a good year showing he can compete for a championship, then he's met all my expectations. Because Ferrari's this year is about showing they can they can battle with the big boys again because they haven't been able to for the last two, three Benato, years. Charles, Carlos, the entire team has to be competitive. Well, it's a big year for both of them because the same thing we say about Charles, the same thing for Carlos. We know Carlos is a good driver. But can you compete for a championship? And how is he going to match up against his teammate? Yes, for sure. If it's if it is 
lopsided and Charles beat him, it's bad. I don't think so, though. I think I think it's going to be a competitive race. I'm obviously, Carlos and Charles are really close last year. We looked at the head-to-head in terms of actual races. Charles, Charles won 14 out of 22 races, so it wasn't really that competitive when you look at head-to-head races. It's unbelievable how much something like momentum can account in F1. Yeah, because so like 23 races, and you can come out and be like, oh, Charles is destroying And then all of a sudden, But Charles here's the thing. The I'll throw it out to you. When, when you look at it, not from like, obviously I know there's there's results, but like when you when you make a judgment now and you see Carlos, let's say he had five more points than, than Charles this year. I know he had a couple more points, but Charles won 14 races out of 22, but Charles DNF'd in two of them. Who do you really think is the better, like who had the better year in your opinion? Teammate to teammate. I'm not talking about like results wise, but who had a better year against their teammate? I feel like Carlos did. Because he scored a little bit more points? That's not my opinion because Charles won more races. Yeah. Head to head, right? Like, that's what I like. That makes that makes a difference to me because, you know, Espan Ocon scored more points than Alonzo, but I think Alonzo had better moments this year. Yeah. Like, because you can get lucky with podiums and but stuff, right? But that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like, I feel like Carlos's highs were better. Yeah, but you can get lucky with highs. That's my whole thing. Like, I got to look at the consistency, right? And I'm not saying that Carlos is worse than Charles. I'm just saying, when I look at 14 to 6, because he had two DNFs, is it, it's a better... I, I'm going with Charles. If you're a team principal, is it not a worry or is it bad if you don't have a clear number one? Ah, uh, that's because a Because Ferrari call. doesn't have a clear number one. I mean, you didn't have a clear number one with Mercedes like back in the day. It's how you manage it, right? Like, competition breeds competition. I mean, I don't think... I think if you don't have a clear number one and your car is not the best... Like Red Bull, you'll never be a constructors champion. Cause think about Red Bull. They how much points did Red Bull win by? 30 points? Yeah, if that. And how much times did he sacrifice his race for Max Verstappen? Yeah, a lot. Okay, so what is the goal? To win a driver's championship or to win a constructors championship? Constructors. So if 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 Checo doesn't sacrifice his races for Max, are we talking about a different story where Mercedes is not the repeating champion. We're, it's vice versa. Lewis bro, is the world than, champion. Less than 30 points, bro. So Lewis is the world champion, but Red Bull's the constructor championship. Is that what we're talking about today? Yeah, because Mercedes had five more podiums, but Red Bull had two more wins. Exactly. So that's my whole point is they sacrifice a lot for Max. So you got to make that argument. But the, the whole point is, is like, we're going back to, is like, it's hard to define a year based off of points. And I really want to stress that. It's like, you have to look at head to head. You if you're the team... Off. Yes, your driver won, but you can't hang a championship. Man. Like you can't have a winning car in the showroom. I, I'm 99% sure if Checo ran his own race and he'd have to hold off Lewis and put his pit stops towards Lewis. And, and then Red Bull Lewis. wins constructor and Lewis gets the driver. I'm pretty sure it looks something like that. Or it might be both. At the end of the day, Lewis didn't win, but Mercedes got another ring. Which is eight eight in a row. Do you think they give out rings to their whole staff? I mean, I don't, I, I don't think it's rings in F1 or whatever maybe, but... They got the showroom. You think they all get like pins? Dry- Maybe get like little yeah. pins? It's still epic. Okay, so we'll move on. But um, Listen, on that point, because it's just timely that we're talking about this, everyone who is listening, go tap in to our Instagram or our YouTube account under Title League and check out the reel that Scott just put out with no Mikey, no. <laughs> no Mikey, no. Um, but yeah, I'll ask you this again before we move on to the next topic. So now that we've had the conversation, what does a successful year for you for Carlos and Charles look like? Well, it's 
competing for a championship. We said, what's it, 100? They can't be third place by more than 100 points. So is it competing for champion or showing they have the ability to compete for a championship? Because those are two different things. Like, what is your definition? I don't think either one's wrong. It's just it's, what is your measure of success this year? What are you defining Ferrari's year off of? Ferrari's, I, I think Ferrari has to be in reach of winning a Constructors' Championship with as little as three races to go. Okay. So my thing is them showing the ability to compete for a championship because they haven't shown that for the last three years. So if, if it's like seven it's races be like left and Ferrari's out of it, then I'm not saying they're competitive. It's got to be a 2018 year for me. Yeah. Like, you know, when with Seb. Seb went down the wire with Lewis until Singapore, it's got to be like that. But like, what happens if it's seven races? What happens if they had bad luck in three races? I mean, obviously, if there's, like, mechanical issues. But at the end of the day, why are we letting people off the hook? Like, you have to make but that, a reliable But no, I'm car. talking about Carlos and Charles. If they're competitive, but their cars have issues, like, when they do race, they're in the in this hunt. No. I think, but, but I think unfortunate so, is if you get hit by someone else, like... But if your car breaks down, that's not driver's fault. That's constructor's fault. But you have to... It's all one, man. It's one team. Like, Lewis always but says... I'm not, but I'm not saying... I'm talking about drivers right now. So if, if Charles and Carlos have competitive races with Lewis all the way up to like half summer break and their car is absolutely done in the back half, is that still a successful year to I mean, it's obviously not their fault. But that's what I'm saying. But it is. I understand your Ferrari definition, but what's your definition for Carlos and Charles? I think, I, I, I know we've gone through our predictions, but I think irrespective, interchangeable, it's got to be 3-5 on the driver's standings. Okay, cool. Makes sense. I like it. I just want to see them be able to show that they can compete. I want to see Ferrari on the podium more than they have been in like last yeah, year. It's steps though, right? Like I just want to see Ferrari actually compete. I want to see it where it's a given day. Like, did you actually think Ferrari had a single chance to win any single race last year? No. I want to be having those conversations. That's what a successful year to Ferrari this looks. year. Like I want to be in. I want to be in Spa, and I want to say Ferrari has a chance. I want to be in Monza and say Ferrari might be able to take home on their home soil. We had none of that last year. That is what a successful year looks like to the me. The Tafasi need to be rewarded for their patience. Yes. My whole thing, that, that that's my definition. So we'll move to our next topic. Fun times over at HAAS, Mr. Gene Bro, Haas. When things are getting bad, I didn't expect them to go from bad to worse. Yeah, when it rains, it pours. Bro, they have had one of the toughest off-season, pre-season. So for anybody that's tapping in, Kurt, do you want to explain what we're talking about today? Okay. Rather than, it's not, it's not Nikita. It's not their 160 laps at Barcelona. I mean, it's, it's all that. But now the fact that the plane, the cargo plane, getting their equipment and cars to Bahrain had to stop in Istanbul, Turkey because of issues, mechanical plane issues. Which isn't their fault. And it's just like, how ironic. The team with reliability issues has a plane with reliability issues. Oh, man. It's bro. really bad. I think they need Gunther in Turkey to get a wrench, bro. <laughs> bro, I don't know what to say. I, I think Gunther's already in uh, Bahrain. But I will say this to you. It sucks for them. I don't feel bad for them, though. Because they might get an extra day in Sunday. That's what the rumor is, right? Bro, That's they, what still, they still don't have a driver, bro. I mean, they have a test it's driver, but they still don't have a driver. Yeah, I know. We said it too. It's like the fact that they won't commit to what is his name, Fittipati or whatever his. I, uh, no one cares, bro. Like honestly, like we don't really like no airtime needed. No airtime needed for him. The fact get that our not, boy Gio Vanas. Okay, so let's actually go into depth. Is it a mistake not picking Nico? My first choice, Nico Hulkenberg. 
So my whole thing is Nico hasn't raced for almost three years, right? He raced last year in a racing point car. Did he? No, the year before. Yeah, it's been three years. Did he years. race last year? No, he didn't he race He raced in 2020. 2020. So it's been two years. His last entry was with racing point. No, in 2019. No, bro. Because remember, Lance. He Lance, raced for someone else. Did he race with Renault in 2019? I'm going to tell you his last entry right I now. I think he Pull raced with up. Renault in 2019. Yes, he raced with Renault in 2019. Okay, here we go. Yeah, him and Danny Rick, 2019. Hulkenberg did not have a contract for the 2021 F1 season. So he raced in 2020? He replaced Sergio Perez at Racing Point for the British Grand Prix in 2020. Yeah, so 2019 was his last year. He raced with Renault. Yeah. And he signed with Aston Martin as a reserve driver in 2021. Okay, so let's get back to the point, the point that matters. I know he hasn't raced in two years, 2020, 2021, right? He didn't race in 2020, did he? 2020, he did. No, I mean like a full year. Oh, yeah. He didn't race like for a full year. He's been out of the game for two years. Pretty much three years now, right? This is He made three entries in 2020. So fair. I still think I want to see Nico Hulkenberg on a grid. Bro, three entries in 2020 and scored 10 points. I still want to see him on a grid. I think he's a great driver. Hey, listen, it's racing point, bro. It's racing point. I get it. My man has 520 career points. That's a hell of a lot more than a lot of drivers on the grid. Yeah, so I want to see him on there. But, I mean, Giovinazzi had a good year. Like, when we looked at it. Bro. Giovinazzi? So, it's like, which one are you... Like, do you think... Do you Why think not Giovinazzi? take the driver that has proven that he can score points? Giovinazzi. At the end of the day, hey. that's what it's about. Hey, Giovinazzi shown he can outpace that, that, that Alfa Romeo car. Remember how many times he talked about Giovinazzi being 10th, 9th? Finishing 12th when the car is a bottom bottom three car. The car is supposed to finish. You're building a brand new team today and you have to pick one or the other. Who are you going with, bro? I'm probably going with Nico. But I'm trying to make the case for Giovinazzi. Giovinazzi, 62 entries, 21 points. In one of the shittiest cars. Okay. It was it was the eight, it was the eighth ra- race pace car last year. Oh, so yeah. it's like, it, was, it was shitty Ferrari power. <laughs> not shitty Ferrari power, but shitty Alfa Romeo driven. So my whole point, my whole point to you is, I don't think I don't think that you can completely re- rule out Giovinazzi because he's shown he can do a lot with the car. Bro, he got the off. How many calls. times did we talk about Giovinazzi finish eleventh, fourteenth? And, and you points? know what? After he, but what we did say with Giovinazzi is why didn't he bring that same energy all year? Only no, when he, he was knew decent he was in the beginning out. of the year. He sucked at the end when he knew his contract was done. But anyways, you're going with Nico. I think I'm going with Nico too, but I'm saying the case can be made for Giovinazzi. But the case against Nico is he hasn't raced for two years. My point with Antonio is I I honestly believe he will get another chance. He's a little bit younger. Like, Hulkenberg is deserving, bro. I want my guy to get... Nothing would be better than him getting his first podium. I swear to God, if he gets gets the seat, you're paying up a thousand bucks. I promise you. Bro, he's getting the first podium. Hey, bro, Haas is not getting no podium. But I think the all-German lineup would make sense for Haas too. Do you think Haas gets like a last minute sponsor? Yeah, they will if they have an all German. You're lineup, telling me sure. someone's going in on Haas? If they have an all German lineup, they have no choice to. You German brands have to do it. Do you think Nico Hulkenberg? Okay, so let me ask you this: the offer if he's presented it. Yes, let me ask you this: anything to get back in an F1 seat if you haven't been for two years? Any driver other than Lewis Hamilton? Let's say Giovinazzi. <laughs> let's say. It's a all Canadian lineup. You don't think a Canadian brands want to stick their name behind it? 
Think like BioSteel. You don't think BioSteel would want to stick their name behind if it was Lance Stroll, Nicholas Latifi? I can see some, some of that kind of. It has to be, bro. Like energy. they have to get a sponsorship. But yeah, Haas has the ultimate bad luck. They don't have a car for for, for Thursday. Bro, for Thursday, I don't know. Do you think like just the other teams on the track? Are like, man, it's bad. I don't know, bro. I've no clue. Do you think? Do you think they say it's getting scary? No, they definitely don't. They say that being at Haas is scary. Yo, Lewis is a fan of Nikita. Why? I mean, I just noticed on Nikita's post, like, Lewis always commenting, like, he gave him the heart emoji with his statement, like... I think because Lewis, uh, Lewis just peace, love, and hippie. Anyway, let's move on. I don't talk about Haas anymore. I don't care about why Lewis <laughs> so likes yo, Nikita. Thursday, Bahrain... No, we're not talking about next. We're talking about your boy, Christian Horner. Bro, Christian Horner... Don't, you, if you don't want to get into it, we can skip I'll it. I'll tell you right now, if I saw Christian Horner in an alleyway... <laughs> it'd be very hard for you not to hit him. Like... <laughs> I might have to shake him a little and be like, I, I, okay, I'm not, not about to promote violence, <laughs> but I might have to shake him a little and be like, bro, did you lose your marble? Okay, let me ask you this. Let's start with his first statement that came out last week. That the rules weren't broken. They bro, were just applied differently. Let's start with the first statement after the race. No, it's no. now multiple statements. Okay, no, no, no. We're, we're going to start on the relevant news. The rules weren't broken. They were just applied differently. That is such an oxymoron. Bro. Whatever you're smoking in in Britain, just, you're on this, you're on something, bro. And let's get to more serious accusation. Mercedes is bullying Michael Massey. Yo, Christian Horner. What I've learned, and not just learned, it has now become so concrete and apparent that Christian Horner is delusional about Red Bull success. I think so. I mean, he does he have any choice but not to back up his brand? I mean, I know Max has also kind of shifted to the delusional state, but Max at least acknowledged the fact that Max knew that he had a better year, but he knew that he was the beneficiary of some manipulation. Well, where did Max become delusional? I mean, he he kind of like took said it wasn't fair what happened to. But he but his his context was different. He never once said that the rules weren't broken or anything. He said. And, and I will stress this. I am not a Max lover. I'm a Max hater for, by definition. He said it's not fair for the guy to be thrown out to the fire, make a mistake, and fire him right away. Which is true. But the F1 had no choice because he made a very stupid decision. Facts. Right? And the thing he is, never once said that the race was fair. He literally said, he's like, I was a better driver all year. It doesn't tarnish my title because he felt he was a better driver all year. The real like question is if you could literally put this into the universe, right? How would Toto and Lewis have handled it on the flip? Because at the end of the day, they would have benefited from it. No, I, I, I see Toto would have been like, it wasn't right. We'll take our title, but something needs to be changed. Like, they're not... Red Bull is type of organization that they'll not stick Red Bull, by. Christian. Well, they're sticking behind Christian, and they just locked him up long and term. And Helmet. Yeah, like, the fact is, is like, just say, it wasn't right how we won, but a championship is a championship. And we think that Max was a better driver all year. So they've had some bad luck. We've had some good luck. They had the worst luck at the at the worst time, but we still deserve a championship, and that's what you call it. But he's calling them desperate and bullying, and the, the rules were not. A, they were just applied differently. The fact that he said all this, we know how Christian is. If something happens to the slightest that doesn't even impact a championship, he's running to the stewards. Yeah. Talk about desperate. Yeah. The man is delusional, Ugh. fam. Oh, man. This is a Christian hate. A Christian no, Christian Horner, Horner, hate, Horner hate makes my blood boil. He does. 
Um, and this, and I'm about to see him all over to drive to survive. Yeah, yeah. So I was just gonna segue to drive to survive. Thank you for reading my mind. So, the first comments from Autosport was it was, it's it's juicy soap opera narrative driven. Come well, on. it's it's lacking a lot of substance because you miss Lewis and Max. With, with and the it year paints being, Christian Horner being the bad guy. I mean, he is. But <laughs> with it being such a big year between Lewis and Max, it's really unfortunate that. We don't have Max. But why Why don't we have Max? Because Max doesn't want to be in the garbage. And why doesn't he want to be in the garbage? Because he, it's garbage. Yeah. I'm just going to say one point for Scott. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Yo, one point of the day. Me. I mean, obviously we talked about it. CL said it like, it has served its purpose, but now it needs to. I'm so happy if they, get, if they get rid of it. They need, like, if you've got the fans, you, you've been able to get now that. Now make a real documentary around the season. Now let's actually get real with it. Yeah. It's it's done its purpose. Let's actually make a real documentary. And I, I'm pretty confident that if there is going to be a season five, it will be completely different because they will not renew unless there is strict stipulations to get what they want. Yeah, because you know you heard uh, Domenicali say. But that at the end of the day, like Stefano, they came in and they probably said, "Free reign, do what you need." And guess what? Thank Netflix for what they've done. Yeah, I mean. Stefano literally said, "Thank you, Netflix. Exactly. It served its purpose." But he also knows it's hot we, garbage. We knew that. Listen. When I did you learn it was hot garbage? What season did it take for you to I learn mean, that? Last year, for sure. Last season, for sure. Okay. But the thing is, so like, for two years, you thought it was like generally depicting the F one season. I mean, <laughs> no, I knew it, like last last season. I knew for sure, very narrative. Driven, yeah, but, but I said the first two seasons, you actually thought it was yeah, I was into F1 it, season. man. <laughs> First season was great. <laughs> I watched the first episode. I said, why the hell am I bu- are we building something around Danny Ricardo? Like, where the hell is Lewis Hamilton? And I found all the Ferrari and Mercedes didn't participate. But in, if yeah. you go back to Abu Dhabi, I mean, most most watch race ever, man. No, I hear you. But that has nothing to do with- Most watch race. Has, but, but that has nothing to drive to survive. That has to do with- It's a, all the factors. No, no, no. Hear me out. That has something to do with it being the best F1 season ever. More than it for sure, we, we we had one of the best seasons ever, I, I, and then the whole world watched. There's Lewis never get been a single time where the two contenders have been tied going into a race. That is the reason why it was the most viewed race ever. It was it was crazy, man. It was a movie. Most, honestly, I, I I think I might have to go back and watch it. The, the last time again. the race hasn't been decided was Nico and, and Lewis up until last race in 2016. Oh, but I anyways, get, let's, get, let's um, get back to Drive to Survive. I do want to ask you this. PTSD, man. I do want to get back to this. Tell me this. Drive to Survive, done great things for marketing. What do you want to see the new format look like next year? Because it, it's going to be tough. I think the, so what I'm really looking forward to behind with Drive to Survive this season is the content that we don't get to see. So I want to see more of that and I want it to be more authentic and have the drivers play a larger role. Yeah, I think I think I want to see the drivers talk more about racing and what they're thinking about in this corner and why they lost this spot and speak about maybe more about races. Yeah, almost like a virtual lap, but done. Yeah, and you, I, th- I think you can build on that. I don't know if it'll be as sexy, but I feel like that is a better course to bring the sport because if you're just going to fill Formula 1 with drama... But unfortunately, there's a bigger market for casuals than there is purists. But that's not the point. If you're going to fill with drama... If there's no drama, if a team's dominant, you're going to lose a lot of fans. Think about this. Mercedes dominates next year and they try to build a drive to survive on drama. What are you going to do? Build false narratives again? I mean, that's that's the entertainment industry, unfortunately. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, if you actually build, like, an actual strong documentary around the team and actual narratives, like, a real narrative is Danny Ricardo. Can he make his way up to greatness? 
<laughs> Danny Rick. A real it. narrative is George Russell making his way to, to the top. A real narrative is what does a Ferrari one two drive? How much look money like? do you think this Netflix deal brings? Nef, uh, brings F one. I don't fucking know. So the other thing is, it also comes down to dollars and cents. Like that's what we that's what we all want, the purest one. But does the entertainment value outweigh it all? We don't know. Short term or long term, though. I mean, try telling that to hungry shareholders that are no, greedy. but short term or long term. What is what is the strategy behind F one? Long term, growing the American audience base. But if you continue to feel it with drama, and there's no drama, and next year because Ferrari dominates or Mercedes dominates, what are you doing then? Do we maybe need a host? No. What we need is an American constructor, so then it can build in America. That's really what we need. But my whole point is, I think F1 could make a great documentary. It may not be as sexy, but I still think there's great documentaries you see today that aren't as sexy as it but still capture the audience of casuals. Like, I'll give you an idea. Like, Cheer. That's a great documentary. It wasn't that dramatized. Yeah, totally different style. But I think F1 could look at that as a great example of what it could be. Right? Like, they they made it. It's high stakes. Like, let's talk about Cheer quickly, right? Just a quick note. Plug. Great documentary. I want to plug it. It's literally you work a whole year for two two minutes and 30 seconds. And if one person fails, your whole year is fucked up. Literally I mean, to meet at Daytona. I mean, or high it stakes. Is. Like it's it's no different in F one. I mean, obviously uh, you hey, have more than two. You have twenty two races, but it is high stakes. It's literally. Can you imagine you're the best team and, and you make the best performance to get to the final performance, and one person is off beat by a second and destroys your whole. Yeah, team. it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy, and it's it's and it's like thirty people. I know there's so it's many crazy. variables, but anyways, onto the on onto what we we're saying. I hope Drive to Survive really finds a, a sustainable way because you can't f- keep fielding false narratives. Like, they don't have Carlos versus uh, Charles this year because we see their friends. The Danny, yeah, I mean, Danny, Rick, and Max are homies. The false narratives are very shallow. Danny, Rick, and Max are homies. You know that, right? Yeah, I know that. Danny flies with Max in his private jet. Yeah, but they try to build it like they hate each other. Yeah, no, it's just, it's, it needs to stop. But because of social media around F1 now, it's, it's not going to add up. That's my whole point is like, it's long-term sustainability. You understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that is a big thing. The, the bottom line is it's going to change. They've it now, may they, not. The CEO has come out and said it's going to change. Listen, it may not. The CEO of F1 is the CEO, but he doesn't make the final decision. We know that. For sure. So, you know what? The Liberty board members might say, we don't care what you think. If you don't like it, resign. Facts. All right. That's my whole point. But- We'll see what happens. So, I'm I'm over done with Drive Survive. I will watch it. Um, let's just look forward to these next few days. Yes. Yeah, Are t- you excited? No. Thursday. No. Why? Because it's not the real race. Okay. We're almost there. When and when ten days hits and it's Saturday and we get a Q1 with a minute thirty left and everybody's getting ready to give their their flying laps, I will be super excited. Problem with Bahrain. Wally is going to be so exciting. I'm, I'm not going to be excited for the Bahrain. I'm going to be happy to see F1 broadcast again, but it's like, we're going to see them going around laps. Bro, there's no real racing. You're about to get Crofty back. Yeah, but there's no real racing. Like, you know, the energy is on qualifying. Quali, yeah. I think. And, and racing. I'm just excited to see cars on the track, like, in real time. I'm happy, not excited. But Quali next week, the week after this, it's going to be hype. It's going to be next week. But, like, think about it. Are you are you excited or just I'm happy? I'm not excited. I'm happy. I will be excited when Saturday hits and it's qualifying and we're Bro, all together. We all know, like when you're standing up 
in front of your TV or whatever you're watching on, and you're seeing that flying lap in so, Q3 for Paul. So let, let's talk about this. I know you're excited to see what Lewis does here. Who are you second most excited to see this year? Is George. it George? I think George is probably the most exciting storyline because... I'm going to be so, like, this... It You'll was be hard to be, George. like, really following Valtteri because it's so frustrating. This year, just to be able to see George, that's really exciting. And then, obviously, if I take away my, my love for Mercedes... Well, no, no, no. Let's stop there. Is there a more exciting person to fall than George other than the championship driver this year? Like, for any fan, think about it. That's what I want to ask you. I mean, I, I was literally going to say that um, the other person that I'm looking forward to follow just because of the personal attachment to the show is Joe. Like, I want to see how he performs. So that's a little different. But I'm saying, is there anybody more exciting than George for most no, fans? I think that's it. I think George is the most exciting storyline outside of the championship battle. I mean, he, I'm sure he'll probably be a part of the championship battle, but it's like, this guy from Williams, that's his stud, goes to Mercedes. So it's going to be, does he suck or is he good? And if he sucks, I well, mean, I'll come out here and I'll have be, to say it. There's going to be a lot of distraction and noise because he's going to be under the, listen, when you suck at Williams... Nobody cares. When you suck at Mercedes, it's a whole different Big conversation. Deal. Who do you th so? Who do you think will rival George? Do you think Charles is gonna like? I don't care that much about Ferrari. I honestly do think so. Obviously, Lewis is an incredible teammate, especially now as he's matured. Uh, Valtteri he still talks about it. I do think that there will be some. There will be instances throughout the year where George and is frustrated with Lewis. Okay, that's fair. Um. Give me some mom some personal interest. So Joe's one. Give me two more. Joe for sure. I uh, want to see what Mick does the second year in F1 car. And, Stole mine for me. One um, you know what? I'm very optimistic to see how Seb does. I want to see Seb kind of get back to where his name is getting washed away with the shittiness. So my personal interest, obviously, T. McLaren. I want to see what Danny does. Um, Mick. And yeah. my last one, because we could only pick three. I have a personal attachment to the show, but that's not it. I have a different one. You're a number one. You're the number one hater for a year. I don't know if that still stands true. I'm very personally invested into seeing what Alonzo does this year. I, there's no interest for me. He's achieved everything he needs to achieve. Hey, bro, he was talking big. He kind of had that Lawrence Stroll energy that, yo, we have no excuse. Our engine looks good. So I have a personal interest to see what Alpine does here. I'm going to be judging Alpine kind of like I Fernando brought the big dick energy. That's what I'm, I'm kind of judging Alpine like I ju judge like off of that Lauren Stroll energy because he came out and put all those expectations. So I'm very personally invested into what they do this year. And I know you don't care about Alonzo, but I'm interested in that. Yeah. And you know what? Like, my, like obviously, what I just said, what else does he have to prove? It's like, what else does Seb have to prove? But Seb's still young enough that he should be. But it's not what it's not what Sub has to prove. It's what does Aston Martin Alpine have to prove? Yeah, both of them have. If their cars are not pressure. A, if their cars aren't fifth and sixth, if their cars are like seventh and eighth on the grid, it's gonna be a, there's gonna be a lot of questions. I'm surprised you're not interested in Pierre's career. To be honest with you, it's not one of your top three interests. You know why? Because I as as long as he's with Red Bull, it's just hard for me because I just think they're not doing anything for him. But yo, AlphaTauri's got the pull rod, bro. They've got they've got a different setup. Sorry, no. Red Bull has a pole rod, so they're, they have a different I'm setup. I'm telling you but right Alpha now. has a different nose, though. Pierre Gasly needs to get as far away from Red Bull as possible. That's fair. Are you, um, are you interested at all, 
no no interest in Albon or Latifi. You have no. That's what I'm gonna ask you. I mean, you've been a big Albon kind of supporter Bro, here. Honestly, Williams is let's, got a, a ways to go. Let's talk about this quickly. What is a successful? We've year given like for Albon? Albon hardly any airtime. No, in the in the past we've given some decent airtime. Yeah, but recently. since recently with Williams. So what does a successful year for Albon look like? Because you 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 kind you kind of believe in him because he scored some points. So honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Albon doesn't score a point. How many how many points are? What do you want to see? You want to see good racing, or, or do you want to see him score some points? Is if, that a successful if, year? If what I want to see is I want to see one of these Williams drivers. Be able to do half of what George did on qualifying. If they have the ninth rank car. Yeah. Because if they have a seventh rank car or sixth rank car, yeah. it's not that big of a deal. But I, I, they need to be able to get into Q2, maybe Q1. No, they, they need to... They, uh, you mean Q3? Yeah, Q3, sorry. They need to hit, they, one of them needs to be able to hit Q2 consistently. That's and honestly, Latifi's not it. <laughs> oh, I hate to say it. No, um, let's not talk about Latifi because I can't. But Albon... I mean, this is the thing with F one. Like, if you don't if you don't show promise, you may never get back. Yeah, like I, it's I like fair. why why have Albon over Giovinazzi? Albon's younger, but that's the thing. Like, you leave F one, and that's why whoever gets this Haas seat, whether if it's Hulkenberg or Giovinazzi, like they're both. So lucky to get another chance. Yeah, they're on their last... I mean, I don't think Giovinazzi is lucky to get another chance. Hogwarts had had a, a few. So. I, I don't think either. Though. I think both of them have proven they're capable F1 drivers. So this is it. Like, you got 20 jobs in the world. You lose that seat. You might never see it again. Yeah. Just imagine knowing that... It's not like you can be like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go in my F1 car and go around the track this weekend. You might never be in an F1 but they're car test drivers. again. No, they're test drivers. If you're not a test driver. So... Huh. So... Let me ask you this. How interested out of 10 are you for see what Checo does this year? Or you don't, it's not that high Honestly, on the list. Honestly, not, there's nothing to see because you know where he, like his place is. And he, but he's are you there. not interested to see where he fights? Like that doesn't interest you at all this year? Honestly, if Checo fights, that'd be great. But at the end of the day, Red Bull is, knows, he's in a, he's in a trap, bro. He's in a box. Yeah, but they're gonna set up the car. And if he tries him. to start fighting Max, then you know he's gonna have to follow team orders. Like, you don't think if he's if he's actually better than Max this year, they'll let him run? Impossible, bro. No, I'm not saying if it's possible. If 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 he is better than Max, you think they're still gonna put him in the backseat? I have a feeling it would be very Lewis Valtry. Okay, let me answer this to you then. If George is better than Lewis this year, are they putting George in the backseat? I want to say that I would hope they would give George a fine chance, but I know it's not the reality. So Mercedes is no different than Red Bull in that aspect. And it's just there's too there's too much um, agendas and and money involved. Like I, I I don't think so at all. You're gonna hold back a number one driver from winning you a championship where all the money's made, the fifty million dollars for the first place. What are you gonna do? You're gonna you're gonna take your constructors championship and get more money, or are you gonna Buy into politics, like honestly, it's your opinion. I'm just looking so at valid. F1's track record, bro. But we're not looking at F1. We're looking at Total Wolf, and I would hope Total would did, do the right thing. But here's my thing: the last track record we had was Nico and Lewis. What did they do? But I, 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 he has been on the record that he would like to avoid a situation like that in the future. Exactly, but I'm saying, do you think he actually holds George back? It's a yes or no question. No. I don't think that's in Total Wolf. 
I, 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 I hold Total Wolf and Mercedes higher standards. I've been on here many times saying if George is a better driver than Lewis, which he's not. Don't get me wrong. It's not happening. <laughs> Maybe if Lewis won last year, but it's not happening this year. But if by slight chance he is, I don't think Mercedes is that type of organization. I think they'll say you guys battle. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. So, yeah. My thing is, I think whoever qualifies better will have priority that weekend. I think that's how Mercedes will run it. Yeah. You know what? And that is the most fair way to do it. Whoever qualifies in a better position, if you and, are in a better position. And quality is literally like, that's fair. Whoever out, like. And then, you know, they swap places every single week. It's like, okay, George is going to tow Lewis this week. So, I think that's fair. But on that note, do you have any last words before we sign out? We're a few days away from Bahrain, which means we're going to be a week away from the first race of the season. You've stuck with us through the offseason. Shout out to all the listeners across yeah, the Yeah, I don't globe. know how you guys stuck with us, but um, hey, we appreciate We love it. you. We appreciate you. Every single listener matters. Everyone that taps in matters. Um, if you love what you're getting, uh, keep supporting. And um, if you have friends, tell them about the show. Yeah, tell them about the show. And we'll see you guys on Friday because Thursday is going to be the first day. And that's when we'll uh, cover what we see, the new changes and stuff. So we'll see you guys on Friday. Peace.